0: Hello, WVLP listeners. This is Tune In Radio for your mind, body, and soul. I am your host, Kela Parkinson, and we are talking today on Tune In, as we do every week, about mindfulness and ways to be mindful in your everyday life and what the heck is everyday life right now oh my goodness like it's just so crazy i you know this is this show is being uh recorded uh during the COVID 19 self quarantine stay at home initiative and in in northwest indiana we broadcast on wvlp.org all over the world and this is relevant to the world right now which is interesting and especially relevant right here in northwest indiana on 103.1 fm so this is our community radio station and today we are talking to someone in the Porter County community. I am welcoming Rebecca Sasek. Hello, Rebecca. Hi, Kila. How are you? I'm doing
1: well, thank you.
0: And you're recovering uh, from uh, recent surgery. and A quick, you want to tell us I about am. <laughs> it's,
1: it's a really good time for me to lay low.
0: Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> but you know, uh, I think a lot of people are putting off surgeries at this time and putting off going to healthcare facilities, so I just want to congratulate you on saying, well, I'm going to Capitalize on this time, and I'm going to take care of my health and do the right things, but also make choices that are healthy for me. Um, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, I think a lot of that is just being knowledgeable, just really having the science about what's going on. I mean, thankfully, in this situation, I was going to um, like a private surgery center, and so I felt very comfortable about how they would be using universal precautions. Um. Anyways.
0: So. Good. And they're yeah they're not dealing with the virus directly so that's excellent yes um, and so and you yourself are a healthcare provider tell us about Thrive Healing Center and uh, anything that you want people to know about Thrive and you yourself. Okay, well let's see. Uh,
1: <laughs> so I'm I'm a nationally certified, board licensed acupuncturist and traditional Chinese herbalist. Um, I have a clinic uh in chesterton indiana called thrive healing center i'm in my 12th year in practice and i'm a holistic healthcare practitioner and then i treat all things I, I treat people for internal digestive issues neurological issues immunological issues you got it but um you know at this point my clinic is closed okay yeah yeah um, Yes, I, I am. Working remotely um, as an herbalist and helping to support people as they are, you know, in a new space and being at home and not having the regular routines and wanting to be prepared for, you know, what happens next.
0: Right. Because it, it's, there are so many questions and so much unknown, you know, and the, just the way the brain works, you know, we go into fight or flight when we're in new territory we're supposed to for our survival, right? We are supposed to be able to say, "Uh uh-oh, I'm in a new part of the woods. Where are the poison berries, right? I need to really key in and pay attention, right? And use all my senses, Mm -hmm. right? And so the body kind of goes, alert, alert, right? And we have this primitive brain that remembers that, right? And so anytime we're doing something new, it's alert, alert, you know, is there a guy who's going to hit me over the head with a hammer, you know, like whatever, right? Is there a virus, you know? And, And if we don't know about this virus, what precautions do we take really to stay alive? And it's, It's interesting because when I talk about this, maybe to workshops, to businesses or things, you know, I I share this information sometimes in the community, I will often say, you know, we are very civilized now. We don't need this on our day-to-day living the way we often did. But then I'll remind people, even if we get to the point where we're so civilized that we no longer have wars or domestic violence, we will still have earthquakes, right? And here we are experiencing this. We are having this This life-threatening crisis globally it's something that we really haven't experienced to this level before although in race memory we have experienced similar things right we have experienced these things on smaller scales and so uh you know here we are we're using it we need our fight or flight to be working and we also need to still pay attention to when it is a liability so you have some tools for people
1: Well, yeah, and what we really want to start waking up to is are we using fight or flight to get to work? Mm. You know, we need to really just take this opportunity to stop. I think it's really important to say before we really delve into this deeply that viruses are Mm. non-selective.
0: So it's not personal. none
1: None of us are immune to that happening. And... You know, we say things like six feet space, but if you're on a hiking trail with a hundred other people and the wind is gushing, like there's no such
0: thing as six feet
1: space. Yeah, like, we're not we, in a magic
0: like, bubble, right? Yeah, you know, right. Yeah, <laughs> reason. And yeah. Like yeah. not just be that. Use reason. What? It just isn't like yes or no. I like that. I think that's really important, Rebecca. Thanks for saying that, right? Because it's not like, okay, here are the rules. If you follow them, everything's fine, right?
1: Right. We're in the realm of gray right now. Yeah.
0: Um, So, um,
1: but forgive me. Can you bring me back around to that
0: question? Yes. So, um, well, actually, I'm forgetting what the question was too. Um, You know, we're talking about how um, there are ways that people can use certain tools, such as the herbs you provide, Right. To help with um, maybe the sense of isolation, um, right? To help with boosting natural immunity. I mean, right now you can hear, I'm going to say to listeners, like, I've got the spring allergies. Hello, spring. I've got the spring allergies and like no nutty potting or tea has helped today. Uh, It is a noon time. I'm normally recording the show in the morning at the studio and I'm in my kitchen at noon with the stuffiest head I've had for months (laughs) because that's spring in Northwest Indiana for me, right? But I know that you have have herbs and I do still take herbs that uh, help this and make it way less than it used to be. Well,
1: it only really came on like... um... Um, in the last three days the allergies yeah like really big and one thing that i'd really like to recommend to people that I think is really practical is the, like getting on the um just weather.com and they will show you pollen counts right? yes and if one day you wake up and your head is full of lamb like take a look at that if grasses yeah. are up like you might learn something about
0: your own sensitivities right And Um, a relationship to the local environment. Yeah. Yeah.
1: For sure. Yeah. And life is still happening even in the (laughs) coronavirus era. Like seasonal allergies will still take place. Um, There are really amazing um, Chinese herbal remedies. Usually a Chinese herbal remedy will be like a whole list of ingredients that are meant to be balanced, meant to not have side effects. And so... A lot of times when we're not artificially suppressing our immune system, every time we have, you know, something come up, we spike a low-grade fever or we get a little phlegm in our head, then we're not allowing our body to be adaptable. We really need to – my hope is that, you know, there are a lot of things coming up around this virus like we shouldn't be taking – NSAIDs and pain relievers Uh and fever reducers because that could be undermining your body's ability to attack the virus. And so with that and what I adopt in my philosophy in life is not to be artificially suppressing what your body's trying to do for itself. An immune response is healthy. Right. Um, We want to be adaptable. We want to spike a fever. And usually... When our body isn't having another health crisis that is preempting your ability to, you know, uh, have an immunological defense against a virus, for instance, that's when problems exist. But it's really important for us to take a look at where are we at today. If we're not sick and we're not exhibiting symptoms, then we really should be just supporting ourselves to be as healthy as we can be.
0: Yes, right and um, so you know you I, first of all i love what you're saying second of all i'm going to say that i think that this is going to be a show with a lot of pauses because rebecca and i are trying to choose our words carefully which has never been a factor on tune in it's very much about speaking freely sharing all kinds of different information i would often come along behind a guest i'm interviewing and qualify but we actually had a tape before today's show and said okay you know here are things we want to make sure we're being very clear on because uh there's a lot of misinformation right now um my sister, who's a preschool teacher, has been doing kind of these virtual storytelling readings, and she did some with my sons. And um, she has this great book that's about uh, two kids who write a note that says bedtime is canceled. I think the book is called Bedtime is Canceled. I'm sorry I'm not um, remembering the author. Um, we typically also address uh, and, and recommend books um, on this show. And so I'm going to say that's the book for this time. Uh, I realized we didn't do a book last week with Andrew Kira's. Um, it was the first fresh content we were providing since the, um, sort of crisis that's been happening in our communities. But today's show is going to be bedtime or today's book on the show is going to be bedtime is canceled. And I will, uh, try to look up that author here and, um. So anyway, I, I'm multitasking. I normally have uh, someone else, Jeremy McShirley, with me in the studio who uh, looks up that information and does all these things. And so um, the flow is a little weird, but and the, there are lots of pauses. But in the in the book, bedtime is canceled. The kids write the note that says bedtime is canceled, and they throw it to their parents like, "Hey, look what we found." The parents are like, "Nice try, right?" And then the note magically blows out the window. The wind picks it up and it f- blows across the city and it lands on the desk of a news reporter, and he says, oh, "Bedtime is canceled," and he puts it in the News, and then you know, people read it in the newspaper, and then, right? And then it goes on and on. It's a very interesting story, and like it shows how misinformation spreads like a virus right and it's on a very kid level and it's cute and it's funny and it's really relevant right now because in the book then like parents have seen the news um program the broadcast that comes on after they you know after the newspaper ran it because this tv station picked it up and the parents go to the school and they're having tantrums on the front lawn and it's like this is kind of how we behave you know when we see news so um so rebecca and i are being we're doing lots of pauses we're we're choosing our words and so to that end i want to ask you a question rebecca you 've got you mostly provide Chinese herbs. You are a Chinese herbalist and acupuncturist, and so talk to our listeners about uh, where this is sourced, how it 's still safe, and um, any questions they might have about that
1: um, <laughs> de- definitely so um, so Chinese herbal medicine and at least the companies that I um, buy from the the main company that I get my herbs from. Uh, the man who owns the company, is a Western pharmacist in California, and he also is a fifth-generation traditional Chinese herbalist. So he, you know, I have a lot of understanding of internal medicine, and I think that the 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 herbal medicines that I prescribe and use, I'm looking at people and how they're, bodies, what their patterns are. So if someone has too much heat in their lungs, for instance, we want to clear the heat. We're not going to just suppress a cough. If someone has insomnia, we're looking at the mechanism that causes that. So our diagnostic, which is called not a a diagnosis like insomnia, it's called a pathomechanism. Hmm. We want to tell this story backwards of how it happened and really break it down to reading patterns of the body such as heat or phlegm or um and where it's at and all the herbs that i order though are tested they're tested each batch is tested there's no heavy metals they're pharmaceutical grade right. um, i think the problem lies in when we're ordering things off of amazon and we don't really know what we're getting or we're taking something without you know professional knowledge about how that's going to act on your body.
0: So all the more reason to A, ask questions, right? And and be yeah. smart about the information that we're getting. And also work with someone locally that you trust, right? Yeah.
1: I really like to try to um, keep that pretty simple. And what I've done at this time, because obviously closing my clinic doors, I, I, I still want to be able to support people. And um, I want to be able to help people to get the medicines that that, that they need at at home. So we're doing uh, uh, like an over the phone consult or a Zoom consult where I'm talking to people about what their internal medical considerations are, helping them to make sure that their body's not already in crisis with unmanaged pain, sleep, digestive issues, or what have you. And then also having herbal formulas designed by what has proven to be effective in China. I mean, the Chinese government, they actually have a government-prescribed herbal formula for the coronavirus, which 90% of people in China receive that medicine as part of their recovery. Um, I had read an article early on that people in China were not coming out of the ICU. They're being intubated, and... And they were dying, and as soon as they started to administer Chinese herbal medicine, their lungs opened up and they started to see improvements with what they had going on.
0: That's interesting. So, and then again, just to talk about the, you know, misinformation factor, right? We want to come along and say, we're qualifying all of this as well, right? We're not saying yeah. like run out and grab these and this is what's going to work or fight with the hospitals, but you can advocate for yourself. There is a way to say, yeah. and to, right. And to question it. now a lot of people right now are questioning like what comes out of... Government and we've talked about this on the show before. There's a whole flat Earth movement, right? Which is very interesting, and it it's that's an outcropping of people saying, "I've been given so much misinformation, I don't trust anything anymore," right? Um, so I want to see with my own eyes, with my drone, you know, or whatever, Right. or I want to see, you know, <laughs> you know, whatever. Um, so um, I don't think drones can actually go that high oh. to see the curvature, but <laughs> um, you know, so. So yeah, and I think that um, what you're saying though, Rebecca, is that with this, um, with anything, with anything that's happening in our bodies, when we are, well, first of all, okay, this is not what you were saying, but what comes to my mind is uh, the idea that um, how we, believe something is going to affect us or impact us and belief Mm -hmm. system. We believe belief system is everything. And when I say that again, I'm going to come behind this and say, I don't think anybody who is sick or struggling right now or ever a deserves it or B, you know, has effed up thinking that they have to like correct right to get over it. That's never what I'm saying. Right. I am saying though, um, that when I believe that whatever is happening is a gift, um, it, things get easier, including the phlegm that I'm experiencing, right? So so just to that, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give Rebecca some space to address that in a second As after I share with listeners a funny thing that's happening to me right now. So Rebecca was my acupuncturist uh, when I was uh, conceiving my first son about seven years ago. And um, we worked with my sinuses sometimes. I would come in and, I'd be, and you'd be like, oh, I'll just needle up here too, you know? And my sinuses would be nice and drained. And like, Your soothing voice, right? Because sometimes there was massage involved and everything. And there was, you know, for me, there was a little bit of a hypnotic state. It was very hypnagogic when I would be, you know, needled up and it felt really great. And we'll talk more about acupuncture specifically in a second as well Um, but so your voice connects to me with that and then and then later you also yeah and then later you did some sessions with me on when I was uh, struggling to breastfeed my son that helped me have like a really good sessions with that and so I relax and I feel the sense of like my body just responding and healing with the you know memory of like just your voice and so you're talking and I feel everything loosening in my nasal passages and it's just like, oh, this is the first sense of relief I've had for hours. I've been awake since like 6 a.m. And so for like six hours, I've had this more, this stuffiness that's been just worse and worse and worse. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you're talking and I'm listening to you, I just feel like this opening. And so um, it's very interesting. And to me, that is an indicator of the validity of how thoughts and subconsciousness really can connect with a belief system that changes our body physiologically. Yeah. Rebecca's nodding. <laughs> we nod on the radio sometimes. I love it. <laughs> um, okay. So, so having shared that anecdote, then um, uh, where would you like to go from there? Would you like to tell people a, a little bit more about um, the silver linings we were talking about before the show? Cause that was an interesting conversation.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm raising teenagers. Yeah. And so it's, it's, interesting everything that was kind of building up before this epidemic occurred that kind of just stopped life in its place and although it's not convenient for me to close my clinic i really i feel healthy but what i'm really trying to do is be a responsible citizen right it's really important that we just stop If we look at the statistics of how things have been handled in places like Japan, Korea, even China, I mean, they're getting back to life because everybody adhered to what needed to happen. Everybody was compliant. And um, some of the tools that I'm actually helping to support people in my community with are helping to just ease the burden and fear around even getting a virus or what would happen in that case. It's such a small percentage of the actual people who are going to have that worst-case scenario. True. We need to really interface where we're at. And so with this newfound time, I feel like um, we, we could treat it as such. It gives us an
0: opportunity to
1: reflect on our life. Right, it does. So and
0: where can we change?
1: So busy all the time. That like the conversation with my kids and I have changed, and I can see gifts in it, even yeah. though it's a hardship for me.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful. I want to just take a quick station break and tell listeners you are listening to WVLP LP 103.1 FM, broadcasting in Valparaiso, Indiana, and streaming live around the world at WVLP.org. Today's show is underwritten in part by Kiki Productions Inc. Communications Coaching, teaching exercises to help you cycle out of fight or flight in the moment. With a mission to create individual harmony to add peace to the world, Kiki Productions Inc.'s philosophy is when you are confident, focused, And authentic with your message, you are a magnet to those you wish to attract. Share the love at Coach Kiki, K I K I. Com. <clears throat> this is tune in and i am your host keila parkinson and we are talking today with rebecca sasak of thrive healing center in chesterton and we're talking uh, right now a little bit about uh the i guess sort of scarcity versus prosperity consciousness that is happening um kind of globally in this pandemic so uh rebecca has her clinic is closed it's not convenient it's also not Financially, fiscally productive, right? Um, But you are finding other ways to reach people and help people where they are, to continue to offer services and to find the gifts of connecting with your teens, which is beautiful. What else are you finding as a silver lining in this right now? Well, um (laughs) Um, (laughs) so many things I actually know you and I know it's so many things you're like where to begin (laughs)
1: there are so many things I really like just the life being so busy and everything having to stop and everybody having this wake up call to me it feels like we're rebooting our body's computer yeah I feel like we're learning connect and the ways with our children and our children are getting, like in a little bit, a glimpse of how it was growing up in the eighties. <laughs> yeah. You know? Um
0: played outside all the time, yeah.
1: We're <laughs> inquisitive. Yeah. You know, a few days in where my kids right now are teenagers and they don't really have a lot of use for me unless they need something from me. <laughs> um, they're they're actually getting bored and our schedules are so busy all the time with them um, high school and plays and sports and everything that I feel like there's a gift in that. I feel like there's a huge gift in it because yeah. I feel like I don't see my kids being able to be creative like I was when I was a kid. Yeah. Because they're just so regimented structured. and structured. Everything is just so structured. Yeah. That really, you need to lay down in the grass and stare at the sky and let your mind let go. And I think that is probably the biggest gift of any of what's going on right now.
0: Yeah, it's just like feeling connected, right? Like just feeling connected to each other, to the earth, which is ironic in some ways because a lot of people, myself included, are having lots of at least moments of feeling very disconnected, right?
1: Yeah, so there's that one side of it where I feel like, wow, it's really great to have this time. Yeah. And there's the other side of it who is always aware of what's going on with healthcare workers yeah. around the yeah country, around the world. Like, I am so acutely aware of that stress. And so I battle with having a lot of frustration about the way that people's takeaway is and, and that people feel like they, they can, you know, make their own at how they want to put other people at risk we really 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 are getting a huge lesson and a huge reveal uh exactly how connected we all are
0: yes we are i mean because i think that the families that i know who are suffering the most from the disconnection are families who have been more disconnected families who maybe, you know, they live in different homes in their different generations, but they all come together regularly. Right. And they're not able to do that. Or families who maybe, um, a dear friend of mine, uh, was telling me just the other day about how her son who's in his twenties is not living at home and the rest of the family is home. And he's the only one not getting to participate in all these great things they're doing. And he's by himself in his apartment, feel, you know, and young. Yeah, I mean, too young for that.
1: Living has got to yeah,
0: be the worst. I agree. Right. So young for that, right? And so, I mean, I can't imagine. I was talking to my husband. I was like, I can't imagine if I were in my 20s living in the city in Chicago as I had, you know, down in my 20s, you know, how would I use the elevator? Like, how would I, what, you know, what are you doing, mm-hmm. you know? And he said, there are longer lines for elevators right now. And I, you know, I, because I'm a little disconnected from that. I, because, I'm also finding the gifts of being with my kiddos. Now, I have younger kiddos. Mine are six and four, and um, they're struggling with a disconnection from not the world. That has not affected them at all. They're loving that. They're like, great, you know, we get to make more choices and be with mommy and daddy, and that's wonderful. But they're missing playgrounds and actual yeah. play with other kiddos, right? And I feel for them because I think for these younger kids, and especially for the teens and 20-somethings, their bodies are wired. To learn and grow their brain and develop that prefrontal cortex from being in groups and making mistakes and getting socially shamed, right? And learning how not to be, and that's there's a physiological feeling, there's a there's an ache that they have, a true longing for being with each other, being with the peer set right now. And so, mm-hmm. as much as I completely understand how people are like stay home, stay home, you know, quit quit disobeying, right? I have a lot of compassion and sympathy for them that they're struggling and longing. It's gotta be a physical ache to be together.
1: Yeah.
0: How are your kids coping with that? Compassion
1: for all the extroverts really. Yeah.
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think, Leah, I have a yard and you know, being self-employed that adds one element but because I'm so established, I know that as soon as I open my doors back up, I'll be busy. So I'm not worried about like the uh, people have different realities as it pertains to that. And I think that I'm also a single mom, and my kids have been with me for 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 the last months. And uh, a few days ago, they both went over to their father's house. Okay, and. Wow. Have I been aware of how it's going to feel when I'm just alone?
0: Yeah, sure. That's a, that's a big deal. I'm
1: like, Oh my God, I'm going to sleep in. But that goes away (laughs) really quick. Right. Right. And, um, I just, I can't, I have a lot of compassion for, you know, people who struggle with that
0: for being
1: alone and, and, and that just continuing.
0: And this, you know, we we mentioned, you mentioned already, and thank you for, for saying that, you know, how how we really are so grateful to the healthcare workers who are really on the front lines of this and um, and how, you know, they also are being very, very disconnected from their families. They're, they're still having to work. They're still having to work their regular shifts and then more. And um, they are uh, having to isolate from a lot of their families, especially families who, you know, are more compromised. And so... Um, where is the solace for them right yeah yeah definitely yeah so um so all right so let's talk so we were talking a little bit about some silver linings and um tell let's talk a little bit more about some things that how you know we have some compassion for the families and how this is different and let's talk about the lessons we're learning individually and collectively and the takeaways that you're seeing I ask that because, you know, you have a really interesting perspective, A, being a single mom, B, being the mom of teenagers, C, being somebody who really is as an asset in our community as providing an alternative lifestyle.
1: So when we, when we do go out and when we do work full-time jobs, we should do spend
0: a lot more money in the day. We <laughs> should spend more money, is it? <laughs> more
1: money. Yeah, I feel like when we have the time to cook –
0: yeah
1: and have dinner together, and forget like, I, th- I feel like that it's it's been really interesting for me the awareness of how much money I spend just having to be yeah
0: life right style. yeah,
1: you know it's twenty bucks here and thirty bucks here all day long, yeah all <laughs> day know, long it really yeah, yeah. Like, it really does yeah so that's beautiful right <laughs>
0: yeah we can we can spend less whenever we're not pushing to be out and do more away from our homes right yeah
1: well and I do feel like I know people made a big deal out of toilet paper and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that when this happened <laughs> and I did I did really want to say something about that because I okay. feel like in that whole thing where we're honing in I'm like the worst of people in their stress, not knowing what to do. Yeah. For the most part, I think those are people who don't realize potatoes don't come out of a box. (laughs) Like their favorite processed food wasn't available for them and they lost.
0: Yes. Okay. Yeah.
1: They led, And really (laughs) that entire time I bought the most beautiful produce.
0: Good. Good.
1: And I just don't, at this point I think we're beyond those fears, as long as we know how to cook basic foods. Yeah,
0: yeah. One but of my yeah, one of my friends texted me a picture of her grocery store, and it was you know like all the frozen burritos were gone. Underneath of it were all the healthy foods that you know were frozen that you would need to cook. And <laughs> and she, yeah, she was Just like, "Well, up. thank goodness, what I eat is here." You know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't no issue.
1: I got the most beautiful <laughs> mushrooms. I got the most beautiful produce. Good. And I wasn't, it wasn't on my radar because I cooked from scratch. Yeah. You know, right. And yeah. I have had a few people reach out to me and ask, like, okay, how does this work?
0: Yes, and right. I've
1: done, you know, some sharing with how to just make a basic soup, for instance.
0: Milk, That's great. Butter,
1: onion. Right. Imagine- <laughs> um, I've had a few people reach out. Um, and we've had a lot of discussions about how to overhaul their cleaning so that it's not all
0: bleached. And- yes. I've been doing that too because I have even more time again.
1: Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> right.
0: Right, right. And yeah. I mean, I'm really passionate about having a
1: natural home where you're not poisoning yourself with the chemicals. I mean, a lot of the chemicals that we use to clean our home – literally burn the hairs in our lungs. Yes. So we're, you know, trusting things that are gonna be cleaner and not damage us. It's, and we're at home more, so we have time to pay attention to those sorts of things. So I really, I'm, I'm hopeful that this will change just some family values for people. It will uh, allow people to get past just the busyness and have meaningful connection. It will help people who want to make a change in their life to really reflect upon that at this point. And um really looking forward to being able to support people who have awarenesses and awakeness awakenings <laughs> so that I can um, you know, help them to navigate that.
0: Yes, right. Because that will yeah, be so important. Go ahead. Once you
1: acclimate, then there's no problem. It's just getting on track. And knowing where to begin—that's the biggest anxiety of
0: things, I think. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, to listeners, you are listening to WVLP one hundred three point one FN. This is Tune In Radio for your mind, body, and soul. And I am your host, Keila Parkinson. Tune In is underwritten in part by Unity of Northwest Indiana, currently developing the premier spiritual center of NWI with meditation walks and retreat house events. Learn more and support the growing movement at unitynwi.org. This show is about mindfulness and all the different ways that we can make it happen. And, uh, you know, I think some of us feel like we're losing our minds right now as we're um, in this pandemic and a lot of our freedoms have been changed or constricted. So what is mindfulness? Well, there's a really great quote we like to share here on the show by Laura Fortgang, a talented author and acclaimed professional life coach who describes it as, being mindful means being aware of everything and certain of nothing aware of everything and certain of nothing and right now that couldn't describe our situation better. <laughs> we're so aware, so connected to what's happening in the news and what's happening around us and so disconnected from each other in the ways that we're used to relating to and so there's a lot of uncertainty. Um that may not feel like a very pleasant place to be. And so uh this type of mindfulness is about watching that and not being emotionally invested, but just noticing the feelings that you're having. Rebecca, talk to me about your experiences with mindfulness and practicing this in your health practice at Thrive Healing Center, in your day-to-day life, and especially now.
1: Hmm. (laughs) There's so many ways to go with that. (laughs) Um, I'm going to start super simple. Okay. So in my day-to-day, when I'm seeing, you know, sometimes... 12 patients a day for instance um, my mindful it's like I, I, I need to have a ritual that's super easy to execute that is just like I remember Well, I was raised Catholic and converted to uh, American Orthodoxy uh, in my 20s and we have something called the Jesus Prayer it's super simple you just over and over again and you have that consistent and persistent message
0: is it a short um, message will you share it with us
1: uh, well <laughs> I, I i don't know if i'm gonna break into that i mean <laughs> but, but when i'm washing my hands yeah. in between every patient i'm washing my hands even now i'm washing my hands more to me i have prayers that i say in between each person and while i wash my hands so that is a moment where you can just be there in that moment and not consider it a chore or a burden. It's just what you do. Yes. And that way each time I'm starting my next interaction, I'm starting it fresh. And so it does change for me. And a lot of times I have uh, like meaningful sayings and positive things around my kitchen sink and my bathroom sink because whenever I wash my hands or I'm doing my dishes, that usually is when I find the time to meditate. Yes. Um, it's got to be that accessible. It has to be that consistent, otherwise it just wouldn't happen. If it was something I had to take out and dust off, it just wouldn't happen.
0: Right? So it's just got to be super simple. So, for you, it's easier to be in that resourceful state where you're finding the gifts or the silver lining because, on a day to day basis, when you're washing your hands, you are in a prayerful, mindful, meditative state where you're honoring the gifts and valuing the moment, right? And uh, uh, tell us more about what that feels like in your body in that moment when you're washing your hands in that way versus just mindlessly washing your hands and going on about your business.
1: Well, I think it's about just centering your mind and be right there in that moment and not thinking about groceries. Yeah. You know, these thoughts come up and then you just let them go.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm actually kind of a horrible meditator. That (laughs) is definitely not my thing. I'm more of a like active service person, Ah. uh, all all in all. Um, but I I do practice yoga. Yoga is really important. It's important for everyone. In fact, in my clinic, when we reopen, I have someone who does private yoga for people who feel intimidated about going into a class. Nice. Because even with someone who is older and may have body limits, the stretching, even if in a chair, is super important. In Chinese medicine, it's all about keeping the blood flowing. And where the blood is flowing, there is no disease. And where the blood is not flowing, there's disease. It's as simple as that in and, and their philosophy. So we want to be getting gentle exercise. That, And we want to be relaxing our mind. We want to be in a moment doing a thing. For me, it could be cutting onions. It could be whatever that simple just that is. If we're just ripping open a a box of pre made something, it doesn't have that method. It's it's about time and mindfulness. Yeah, I guess so it would be like washing <laughs> my hands and cooking. Cutting vegetables and things like that. Okay. In and that washing moment, dishes I try to only Yeah. be
0: doing that. That's nice. And so those are great. Yeah, The energy we put
1: into our food and the emotion that we're feeling while we're cooking affects someone. I know people who were amazing cooks with bad attitudes, (laughs) and I would eat their amazing food, and it would upset my stomach.
0: You know, I thought of That's that. So yeah, amazing. right. I thought of that last week when we were talking with Andrew Kirez, who is the VP of Business Banking at First Financial Bank in Crown Point and also at Crown Point City Councilman. And he was sharing a lot of really positive kinds of concepts and how he applies mindfulness in, in lots of different ways. And he shared with cooking, right? Like baking a cake when you're baking a cake and you're, you're really present and you're not just, you know, doing it mindlessly and thinking about the grocery list, right? But you're, you're really just putting that. And he didn't say this, but I was thinking like the, you know, everyone has that wonderful great grandma or great aunt who puts a little bit of love into it. Right. And you know, it tastes better and it's like, okay, what does that mean? Well, what it means is baking it with intention, thinking loving thoughts about the people you're serving it, being grateful, just being really present with the food, right? And you're absolutely right. It totally tastes better. It could be the same recipe followed to the letter. But when, you know, mama makes it with love and, you know, uh, the new the new daughter-in-law doesn't, that's a terrible analogy, but <laughs> it I happens. Mean, it, it happens. Right. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, and you know, I do a thing, um, because I love, I love the act of cooking, uh, but it's new to me still. Um, I, you know, did not grow up, uh, learning how to cook or loving it. It was a lot of boxed things that were opened kind of perfunctorily. And so, um, I have tried to do something different with that, with my kiddos, um, and the busy lifestyle has really intervened. Right. And so, um, one thing that has made it easy for me has been like these, food delivery services that deliver like all the ingredients and they're fresh and they're organic and there's a recipe with easy pictures that thinks for me in a way and so I don't have to do the, crea- when I'm feeling creative then it's great, but I like to have an hour or two to be creative. It may still take me a full hour to cook this recipe, but I will put in my earbuds, I will listen to a whole playlist about love and gratitude and I will just be alone with the product without having to turn my prefrontal cortex on because I'm just following the direction step by step, but I'm still loving the moment, right? And so I don't yeah. have to have a lot of energy for it, which is really cool. And then when my kids come in and out and they're talking, I just pull out an earbud and go, what's that, honey? You know, and, <laughs> and it's been really great. And I love that. It's very helpful. Yeah. And and I, I've, I've, of course, I've had lots more time right now. So I'm, I'm taking a lot of the things that they're sending and I'm finding new creative things to do with the ingredients, which has been fun too. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah, I think it's a good idea to take the guesswork out of it and not having to... Just going through the process of building it is enough.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Using fresh ingredients is enough. Yeah. Yeah, and it is a different process. I actually do some historical reenacting. Ooh. I don't know if you know that. No, I
0: didn't know that. That's cool.
1: I am in the Illinois Canoe Brigade. Oh, <gasps> cool. And so we do French Canadian, we French Canadian voyageurs. Yeah. And a lot of what our responsibility is, it's. You know 18th century reenacting and um we cook over the fire and yeah. and 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 that's that's my skill i demonstrate what it's like to make a cobbler and oh cool now that my kids are grown my kids really my daughter loves it my son loves it lesser now that he's <laughs> 15 but when he was younger like it would be all video games at home, and then we would get out in the woods, and he would sit there, and he would cut apples yeah. for an hour with me. Yeah. Um, that is what we need to go for at this time. Getting yes. Our kids engaged in simple tasks, letting them be a part of it. We don't have to be, like, the fancy cook show person. <laughs> we, It's totally just... I was always told that you make, you find one loaf of bread recipe, one bread recipe, and then you do the same bread recipe like a hundred times, and then you're ready to cook bread with another recipe. In a way, you need to just master that recipe, and you understand (laughs) all the nuances of temperature and yeast and everything. You just do the same recipe over and over again, and then you start to understand it. So I think, like, making soup, for instance. Stick with something you know and you love and just do it again and again. And before you know it, you're going to feel perfectly comfortable um, getting off the path of, of, like, a structure trying to make something from scratch.
0: That's interesting. That's interesting too. So I'll share another just quick story about um, I had never made a pie crust from scratch. I never trusted myself to do that. I mean, I had done little things like, uh, you know, the graham cracker crust. I mean, all you're doing is Uh like just, you know, putting it in the pan. So, But I had never really made like a bread dough kind of thing. I had made bread dough with recipe mixes. I had a bread machine for a while. I had done a lot of those kinds of things. That was really fun, I loved that, it was great. But I had never made a pie crust from scratch. And so um, during this time, uh, my first couple of weeks, I was doing just all kinds of different things, trying new things. I made a homeschool lesson with my kiddos um where we read a chapter of the boxcar children, you know, it's apple pie and it was about making an apple pie and we sort of followed her recipe and the kids were also slicing the apples and peeling and and helping me knead the dough. And we were and we were, you know, talking about like how, you know, we'll probably she had some mistakes with the size of the dough and we'll probably do that too. And that was what happened. And so it was about resilience and learning and growth mindset and trying new things and all of that. It was a wonderful recipe and also got them to we call the content of the chapter because we had read this book previously, and so that was helpful. And then we were making this great thing with our hands and having a sensory experience. And I had a really cool experience later, uh, either that week or the following week, where I was making a gumbo, and I have never had a gumbo that wasn't just a trying hard jambalaya because I can't ever get that roux right. <laughs> okay. And for people who you know cook, they're like, oh, okay, I get it, but like if you don't, then... Um, You know, it's using like you know fat. I love to save the bacon grease and you know make it really yummy and tasty, and um, and then making kind of a dough that that turns into a very specific shade and like you know really colors the gumbo and, and thickens it up in this really interesting way you know makes the jambalaya into a gumbo and uh i did it i got that roux right because i had made the apple and i when i made the apple pie then later i made some apple tarts and we made um we did a couple other things with with making you know pie crust kind of things and i really got the consistency having just done that and i made that roux for the first time and i really grasped it and then my sister who's always been an excellent cook since high school she's so good she's just gourmet level And uh, she phoned me up uh, a couple weeks later and was like, hey, I've got some questions. She texted and said, you know, I've got some questions about the roux and, you know, what do I need? And I was just keep adding those ingredients, keep stirring it until you get that right color. It'll take you 20 minutes minimum. And she was like, it took me an hour and I got it. And I was like, this was a paradigm shift for us because it's the first time in 30 years I have answered a cooking question for her. (laughs) So that was to be a silver lining gift again, right? Like yeah, and coming into sure. a new level of talent and understanding for myself, right? And trust.
1: Well, <laughs> and being able to just be there in that experience. Yeah. You meditated.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. It was really cool. Yeah, you
1: let everything else fall away. You just focus on that one thing. Yeah, And like, you, uh,
0: what did you say? Uh, a textural experience? Yes, or... yes. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's it. That's meditation, right? Just, just being really with something
1: back to basics as yeah. simple as washing your hands and let it go. The other thing I, I, I thought I wanted to mention is like, I, I feel like there's an underlying pandemic okay. um, in the way that people are treating one another on social media. Yes. To yes. the way that they're behaving like, whether they're staying in or they're not staying in, and they believe in science or they don't believe in science.
0: Or they're mocking toilet paper hoarders or whatever, right? And
1: yeah. <laughs> or everybody, like, a lot of people are being really mean.
0: Yeah. That's hard. Let's talk more about that in a second while I make a quick station break, because it's an important thing to talk about in this era as well. Listeners, you are listening to WVLP 103.1 FM, streaming in uh, broadcasting uh, on the air in Valparaiso, Indiana, at our community station, and streaming live around the world at WVLP.org. Tune in, our show is underwritten in part by Unity of Northwest Indiana, currently developing the premier spiritual center of NWI with meditation walks and retreat house events. Learn more and support the growing movement at Unity NWI. .org. And uh, you can really hear how stopped up I'm getting again. Because like maybe I'm not letting Rebecca talk enough. <laughs> I need to hear more. I'm gonna totally want to be
1: running herbs over over to you. I know,
0: right? Oh, this is great. And we've got right here. Yeah. So so let's talk about the meanness and like A where it's coming from, B, is it mindful? Just answer answer that. Wow. <laughs> so A... <laughs>
1: Anytime we're feeling really strong judgment, we need to take a look at ourselves. Yeah. Period. I find that I'll find myself in a reactive place. And if, I mean, right now, especially, I think so many people are walking hypocrites.
0: <laughs> yeah. They're
1: just like, <laughs> you can't do this and you can't get together, you you know, social distancing and they're the police because they've read every media article or whatever <laughs> but at the same time like they're
0: breaking the same rule yeah and I even that they myself, have their own exception like,
1: yeah <laughs> not being compliant but also exercising judgment as it pertains to how other people are doing that and I just really think that we need to really think about how how we are with people in general yeah we need to start taking ownership and start just self reflecting. When we're feeling really high in judgment, take a look at that and just focus on how we can be.
0: Yeah, right. I mean so when we when that judgment comes up There is an attempt to shame and control another person. And often there's the thought, you know, consciously there's a thought of, well, I would never do that. But the truth is usually when we're in that state, we don't have all the info about that situation. And the reality is if we were in that exact situation, we probably would choose the same choice or something very similar, right? Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I've found really triggering to me is that, like, when you walk outside of the grocery store and you see people discard their plastic gloves on the ground.
0: Oh, geez, I haven't... Which ugh. is, like, ugh. biohazard. Yeah. For one. Ugh.
1: And
0: two, it's just
1: ignorant. <laughs> yeah. To anyone. literate, like, right? Like, we teach children. It.
0: Don't do that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> really, Yeah.
1: Huh. It, it's just... It... it, it Falls well short of having compassion for these young children who are working yeah. as baggers
0: and cleaning up parking lots. Right. And so then so then to follow through with what we were just saying, like if I'm someone who's living in tons of fear And a sense of scarcity, and my resources are being taken, and I don't know what, and I don't want these germs. Then I may very well just discard my gloves on the ground to be like they're away from me, and it's someone else's problem, right? And not think it through, right? So, so I probably I have the same judgment as you, and I would he even hear that story, I'm just like, oh my god, that's appalling. But I feel the same sense of like appalling when I, you know, people like litter, whatever, you know, like that that drives me crazy. And if I had the info and the perspective and the resources that that person has, I'd probably do the exact same thing. Right. I have to know that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. So it comes back to Are people really doing the best that they can. Yeah. And I think they are right with whatever resources they have. Right. I don't know what it's like to be in an apartment. Right. I have a big house with a backyard, you know, it comes with its own pressures. It's not perfect, but to be in <laughs> yeah. a closed space and isolated and not be able to get fresh air, like
0: Oh, that yeah, that, that would really nuts. trigger me. And I have to say, you know, that person who's putting the gloves on the ground, maybe that's someone who's doing apartment dwelling. Maybe that's someone with O C D, right? Maybe that's someone who's just really germophobic and struggling to get out, saw. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I
1: wish people would just take responsibility for themselves in a way that they don't you know, throw that on to other people because it just adds more rocks
0: in people's buckets. It sure does. Right. It sure does.
1: And I am all about like letting that go. Yeah. I just want to be fully self-expressed. I want to connect meaningfully. I want to love my work. I want to have passion in life and this year I'll probably have a really nice garden.
0: Good. Yeah. (laughs) Likewise. Right. I know. Finally, for me, for me, finally, that's great. Um, and I was telling you before the, before we started recording the show that, um, my kids are finally at that age where I can be out in the front yard, you know, weeding the flower bed and getting it all prepped and they can be playing in the backyard and I could just have like the breeze blowing through the house and, and hear them and trust it and know that they're okay because they don't have to have visual eyes on them because they're toddlers anymore, you know? So that's just like, that's that, you know, that alone is uh, giving me like, oh, I'm going to have like, you know better things in my yard this year. But then also I have already joined, um, some, you know, permaculture groups and, uh, people were trying to figure out ways to create more of a garden that can be shareable right now. You know, that's something that I also would like. So, um, oh, I need to, let's see, I did the station break. I'm trying to pay attention to time while I'm doing this also in a way that I'm not used to doing. My brain is usually structured. We have, uh, we have about five or so minutes left and, um, uh, the thing I was going to share was about, um, sharing and, and, uh, and how there are things. And so there's a great book. We mentioned bedtime is canceled, which is a fun children's book that, uh, talks about how misinformation spreads. And it's a really fun, uh, entree to any parent's whose kiddos may be very confused. Maybe they're too young to articulate, or maybe they're teenage, teenagers who don't articulate, right? But they're acting in certain ways like they're very checked out. You know, they're they're not participating in things. They, they may have a lot of fears and questions right now. And so uh, Bedtime is Cancelled is a fun book for the younger ones to uh, start opening up the dialogue about their feelings about this. Another great book that Rebecca and I, I think, both of, have liked is uh, Radical Homemakers and... Um, it's a great book about kind of the homesteading movement and getting back to basics and this sort of thing that was kind of a rebellion movement under the radar uh, that you and I are both kind of sort of uh, participants in. You probably more are, are more than I am. Uh, you have chickens, right?
1: Um, well, I don't at okay. this point okay. because I sold my house this year. But, okay. yeah, I am definitely a homesteader yeah. at heart. Yeah. And really, this, this moment
0: is totally my moment yeah right that's what <laughs> i was gonna right say so we're like we're like yeah this grown? is what we've been yeah. saying exactly right this is what we need Back to the root of things and, <laughs> and i will yeah. say i will say one thing you shared with me we were weeks and weeks ago we were talking about rebecca coming on the show rebecca said to me um you know we can't just keep growing exponentially at some point everything has to come down that's the cycle and it's true and i think that socially globally and we're sort of in that part of the cycle. This is the place for the things that aren't meant to help us to come down. Um, and for, uh, like you said, for us to take the opportunities that are here in the silver lining. Those so of us, and some of it feels like we don't have that luxury. You know, if we're not working, it feels like we don't have that luxury. Or if we're working too much, it feels like we don't have that luxury. Or if we're ill, obviously, it feels like we don't have that luxury. And I want to challenge listeners and say, we always have that luxury, it's the only important thing to find the gifts at every moment
1: well and it's the
0: cycle
1: of life yeah so we have no choice we have no because choice well exactly And <laughs> maybe the very most out of any situation
0: you know yeah absolutely um rebecca rebecca sasak the uh owner and acupuncturist at thrive healing center in chesterton would you are you know what kinds of resources Last uh, time it was my doorbell, and it was a delivery.
1: <laughs> yeah, so so uh, so we've been supporting people remotely. I um, have an herbal pharmacy, and I have successfully treated people who have gotten viruses. In many cases, we don't know if they actually did get COVID-19, but okay. I've been <clears throat> taking the example of what has proven to be successful in China and adapted it to what's available here. And have been able to put um, costume herbal formulas together for people who are managing pain or other internal issues um, with with good success. I do carry um, elder power, um, um, elderberry syrup, which is a a really great prevention and immune support all in all. Um, I also carry like a liposomal vitamin C and... I'll advise people on what they need to be doing for themselves based on their individual circumstances. It's not just the same thing for everyone
0: right that's very important so that's also been a um, recurring uh, theme on the show with guests who've been on who talk about you know that we all have like i'm having these allergies maybe mine is pollen maybe it's grass maybe it's some combination um maybe you don't have allergies maybe you have them to different things right we're all very individual in these things so it is super important thank you for reminding us that it's not just a one-size-fits-all elderberry powder is going to work for everybody right
1: um, well and it really is about where are you at right now Yeah. if you were like really actively sick with a coronavirus elder power would not be your thing <laughs> exactly. elder power is your thing it yeah. is it doesn't mean that it's bad it means that we need to be thoughtful yeah. about where you're at in the process and what's the best thing it is for sure the best thing to help to prevent colds, support your immune system um, what have you But, um, you know, we have deeper, stronger medicines for actually attacking viruses in the event that you have that going
0: on. Yes, right. And so, you know, and you, you know, you yourself, right, you work with and are a good adjunct to uh, all the health uh, options that are out there. So I thank you for that. We didn't even talk about acupuncture, so you have to come on again. That's so funny. I'd love
1: to, and and I really wanted to just delve into this conversation. Yeah, so much yeah. about like me promoting my closed clinic big. <laughs> but I am so happy to 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 help anybody. Um, I'm I'm discounting my my phone consults by fifty percent at this time just to make it accessible and to make myself available. And I really pride myself in in keeping things very practical for people. And I love to help to bring things back to basics so that people feel like they could have actionable steps that pertain to them specifically.
0: Absolutely. Rebecca, it's been so nice talking with you. Uh, We can talk for hours and hours about this. You're definitely welcome to come on again. I want to thank our listeners uh, for listening in today. And we will see you later, meditators.